This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. Hello and welcome to the iFanboy.com 2005 year-end roundup, which is a very cowboyish term for three people who are no way cowboyish. Um, 
Hey, now. We talk about comics on the website. You know that. If you're listening to it, that's why you're here. But we also watch a lot of TV. We watch far too much TV, actually. Collectively, it's probably ridiculous we watch movies we you know we read comics we play video games we do all that stuff and we thought as a special thing this year we would uh discuss what was the best stuff that we that we read watched had fun with uh whatever this year so um we're going to talk about some movies and tv shows and and comic books and, and other stuff that we liked this year with me as always are the two uh the two other ifanboy compatriots uh ron richards hello and and connor kilpatrick howdy uh, and myself, Josh Flanagan, we all watch a lot of stuff and read a lot of stuff and take it all in. And pretty much, we've devoted our lives to chatting about it, uh, which is because there's really nothing. There's really nothing better to do. No, you could argue the merits of that in a larger metaphysical sense, but uh, it's. Are <laughs> we going to talk about the weather? What, yeah. What, come on. What What other purpose does email and I am have? <laughs> if it weren't for that, what would you do? Um, anyways, we'll start off with the big guys. I think uh, 2005 for movies was was a, was a pretty good year. I remember the 2004 Blue Monkey Ass, uh, to, to put it Did lightly. It? Oh, 2004 was awful. Do you, oh, God, it was awful. There was just weeks and weeks and weeks where there was nothing to go see. And well, that's generally movies. Movies. I mean, yeah. Although this year I was was a horrible year, movie year for revenue, but I think the movies weren't as bad. The big movies were terrible, but well, I, I think I think the whole revenue versus quality discussion is not that's all, for us that's to all d- discuss because I think that's yeah that's a, I, I think a lot of it's bullshit. I think a lot of it, I mean, is a separate kind of topic. Sure. So yeah, but I, but you're right. I mean, like in, in in preparing for this, I was surprised that you know the the increase in number of movies I actually saw this year as opposed to last year. Mm-hmm. And the number, I mean, like, we were at the movies a lot this year. I'm the opposite there. of the two of you. I hardly go. You guys go a lot. Um, right. I barely go. That's, that's something that's been a trend since uh, the late 90s. There was one summer where I literally literally went every Friday to the movies when I was working. I'd go, my friend and I would go after work every Friday to see something. And that was the last time I really went a lot. But did you feel like this year there was a lot of stuff that you... You saw a lot, though. I saw yeah. not really. I tend to see more stuff on DVD. I'm, you saw I'm one of those people theaters. that's in the in the magazine articles about the, about the movie industry taking a downturn that waits for the DVD. Just mm-hmm. simply because you, I, I'm, I, you know, there's only so many movies you can justify going to see. Pay the price. Deal with all the obnoxious people. I basically at this point I'm down. They've to lost the, him. They've run. They've I, lost I, him. I can count, but I can count five movies. Right. Well, I know if you, you had cut me off just there, I would have said I'm basically down to the event <laughs> movies. Okay. That, that, that you know the big the big event movies. Well, yeah, and it's it's also kind of funny that you say that because like in part of this and part of our you know like you know year wrap up, one of the things I'm always interested in is both the best and the worst. And it was tough for me to even think about worst of 2005 because I don't I don't take risks when I go to the movies anymore. Like and that one you know some of my other friends. We both not went you guys. to see Fantastic Four. No, I didn't. I saw on DVD. Oh, he did. Just like I right. said. And I just got it on DVD today, actually, and I still like oh it. Oh my god! I thought you were going to gonna get it the day after Christmas. What happened? I I ordered it the day after Christmas I, from Amazon. That's not so. the same. But anyway, but um, but the thing is, is that like I, you know, like a cu- couple of my other friends, aside from you guys, actually are at the point now where they don't trust my movie recommendations because they say I never have told them about a bad movie that I saw. But I don't, I don't want to a want to waste the money or b waste the time on a movie that might be bad or might be good. You know, like I want to go to to see something that I know is going to be good. Okay, and so Ron. A lot this year that was good. What was good? I would say Sin City was a was was a huge you know good movie in my eyes. You went to see that, Connor? Yeah, we saw it together, Ron and I. See, um, I really liked it. I thought it was long, 
which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I don't find myself wanting to go like wanting to see it again. Well, that could you could take that sentence and insert King Kong, and that'd be my reaction. Yeah, I would disagree. Agreed, agreed, Connor. I actually just bought Sin City. It's, it, no, I'm not sorry, I didn't buy it. It's, I just rented it again to watch it again. Mm-hmm. I got I got Sin City for Christmas. I'm very excited. The I'm, new one. I'm gonna yeah, that was well, all the extras and everything. Even yeah. longer. They have um, it's edited into the, the single stories themselves. Uh, the theatrical version, the theatrical version with more footage, and there's a version that has none of the green screen turned on, so there's no digital effects. It's just all, you know, so you can see how much was digital, so which I thought was interesting. So I'm very excited about that. That should tie up my month of January. So what what else in the city did you think was good in the theater? Um, the, one, the one that probably had me, you know, comedy-wise, there, there, were, there were two huge comedy ones this summer that I thought, you know, kind of stood out as the, the Wedding Crashers and 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, and I just I gotta give a slight edge to the forty year old virgin, mainly for the last five minutes of that movie, which I'm. Still I agree with you up this. until the end. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care so much about that. I don't, I, I'm, uh, the end was hysterical. I'm not into a lavish musical. Not a big deal. Either way, yeah. uh, I agree though. It, it was a funny movie, yeah. and it wasn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't hear people talking about it very much. It did pretty well. It, it did, did okay. really well for that kind of movie. But I didn't yeah. get it the made sense a, that it made a, loved it. It made hundred and ten million. That's, That's good. That doesn't mean much these days. Yeah. But I didn't. Get, I didn't get the. It is for a comedy though. For a comedy, yeah. yeah but, I didn't know. feel that people were really talking about it like they loved it a lot. I talked to people who were kind of like so-so. I just watched it again two nights ago. Uh, it's real funny. But I also just watched it after having watched all of Freaks and Geeks and all of Undeclared. Yeah. Well, and so I was, your... It certainly will, where you suddenly like things a lot more now that you've seen it. And you you know, right. want to hang out with Seth Rogen. Right, and I had previously watched all Freaks and Geeks and all of Undeclared. Before, so and, I was in that, in that place already. And, so. and, and really, Paul Rudd... Who's completely Great. reinvented himself? I think he went from like he was like a neophyte, uh, you know, he was going to be like a, a heartthrobby kind of guy. Right. He's the male lead, and he couldn't quite hack it because he's short and has a big head. And all of a sudden, he goes and he 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 does uh, he does these these improv comedies where he's incredibly funny. Oh yeah, I mean, it's I think it's been an evolution over the past couple of years. I mean, like Wet Hot American Summer and. You know, and and exactly. even his even his role on Friends was kind of in that same kind of sarcastic kind of you know, like he he's uh, Paul Rudd is really good like to the point now where when he's in something I look you know like I'll I'll make a point to check it out to see if it's any good so all right Connor you're up what kind of movie um well I mean obviously the big one this year was Batman Begins I almost know? forgot about it because that's that how one long takes ago it the cake like. for for like 2005 yeah. for me that your total top movie yeah um I think I would say for me that. The top comedy was Wedding Crashers. Um, it's it's rare I go see a movie. It's rare I go see a movie twice. But I saw Wedding, <laughs> Wedding Crashers really? twice. Yeah. Wow. I'm impressed. Um, were you ultimate? Were you completely satisfied with Batman? Yes. Even Ron, though Ron, did... Ron can attest to the post Batman. Yeah. Glow. Oh yeah. No, he he was he was gleeful. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I think uh, it, I think I saw Gary Oldman the other day on the street. I was like Gordon. Anyway. <laughs> fact, just, Ron and I just watched it a couple uh, weeks ago. Again, I hadn't seen it since, since yeah. the theaters. And mm-hmm. I think I saw it all told four or five times. Now, did you buy it when it came out? Oh, yes, I have it. Okay, yeah. good. And, and, the th- and the thing about it is that it was probably the, the, the Batman Begins accomplished a feat, which I don't think has happened in years, in that there was actually a twist that caught us completely, caught us by, completely surprise. by surprise. Completely by surprise. Spoiler uh, that, alert. That's hard to do in this day and age. Yeah, no, and I mean, and it, we're not gonna say what it is, but I'm sure everyone's seen the movie, and if you, you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. That's but it's true. like, just completely did not see it coming how at all. Did, like, how to, did that to, not happen? 
That's I have no idea because it was it was staring us right in the face. And the amazing thing is, after it does happen, you 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 like slap yourself on the floor and go, "Oh my god, it was so obvious the whole time." Well, yep. what I think is so funny is that we're in the theater the night it opened, and when it happened, Connor and I both turned to each other and we're like with looks of disbelief, and we're just like, "Did that just happen?" <laughs> like we're like we're just like completely, you know? Yeah, it was. And then you have, have you watched Have you watched the original Batman since this? The eighty nine. Um, I just I just got the yeah, I just got the re release of it. I haven't watched I have, it. Yet, I haven't though. watched it yet either. I haven't got the disc too. Yeah. I'm a little. I got the I'm I got the um, yeah. I got I got the four set anthology DVD. You did. Oh. oh god. You know why? You're because you're I really <laughs> I really want to no. I really want to know what Joel Schumacher oh. is going to say on those commentaries. I've heard those are good commentaries. Yeah, I've heard, Netflix. I've heard those are good commentaries. Yeah. That's Chris, what Christmas is for. This is what Christmas is for. So. But I would say the, the um, birth of Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, and buying lots of crap. And presents. But Batman Begins, I think, was the movie that defined, for me, 2005. Wedding Crashers was the comedy. And another another movie from 2005, which really hit my list of top movies, is Good Night and Good Luck, which I really loved a lot and stuck with me for days afterwards. Second. I mean, that was, that was, <laughs> that was definitely on my list. Uh, I mean, I'm a big Clooney fan for a number of reasons. I think he he's unusual in the modern day age that he takes a lot of chances with his stardom. Mm-hmm. He could, he could so easily just go the, the easy movie star route and he puts a lot of effort and money of his own money into making unusual projects. And this is, I was really impressed with the film from a content standpoint, from a Clooney's direct directing standpoint, from, from an acting standpoint, I thought it was really great all around. I, I heard that uh, actually him and Soderbergh will lose money on most of the projects they do. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, well, yeah, and then they do Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's well, Eleven financed them for years. Well, didn't yeah. they? Well, no, but didn't um, Clooney put up his house as collateral for either Good Night, Good Luck or, or Siriana? One, one of those I, two. I believe he, so. Yeah, he put up his house as collateral, which is, you know, it show, I mean, A shows, you know, commitment to the project, but also, you know, that it's a passion. So that's cool. I mean, and it was Good Night, Good Luck, you're right. Really had you left you thinking for a good couple of you know a couple of days or weeks after seeing it. It also made it was, sad the state of the state of journalism now versus state of journalism then. Yeah. But it was so simple at the same time as it was so poignant and it was just a, yeah. it just a yeah. absolutely incredible piece of filmmaking. Movie. Well done. It, it really was. I, I think Strathern's going to be up for for an Oscar. Sure. I hope. There, there was a string right around when Good Night and Good Luck came out. There was a string where we went to the movies pretty much every weekend, and it was all independent stuff. I mean, we saw that. We saw Thumbsucker, um, uh, Squid and the Whale, Capote, and Good Night and Good Luck. And like, it, it, for that that month, it was hard pressed because each movie was better than the next. Mm. You know, and and they're all very different movies. I mean, Thumbsucker and Squid and the Whale are kind of you know, you know, independent talky kind of relationship drama kind of movies. And then Good Night and Good Luck is somewhat political and you know, black and white. And then Capote, the biopic, and Philip Seymour Hoffman definitely should get um, nominated for uh, Capote. He was just amazing. Um, I really wanted it, to see that, but I never got it. Yeah, it was really. If you if you can get a screener of that, it's worth it's worth scamming to get that because it. it I mean, it, that movie was it was great. It was. I mean, it was definitely up there with one of the one of the best. Uh, ones of the you know what's one that I keep seeing on people's best lists, but no one talks about it, and I don't think either of you guys saw it. it was History of Violence? No, I oh, didn't see it. I, I wanted to. I didn't see that so badly. That's a comedy. Oh, yeah, that was it, it another one that was. Yep. It is, and it, it's 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 literally, it's incredible in its simplicity. Yeah. Like it's very simple, it's very straightforward, but it is such an excellent movie that every frame and thing that you're watching it, it seems thought out. Everything is deliberate and it it is just it is so well done and you know, Vigo Mortensen is a strange guy, 
Yeah. And he fit into it really well. There's some things, uh, you know, you can watch him and he fit perfectly well into into Lord of the Rings, obviously. And, and you, you're not, I'm almost not used to seeing him in anything else, but he, he inhabited that role and it's a fantastic movie. And it, it's probably not out anymore, but the second that you can get the DVD, it's uh, it's my, that's my sleeper of the year that I, I don't think yeah. most people saw. And, and you know, it just very, very good. I had every intention of seeing it, just sort of like, you know, one of those things keeps slipping away, slipping away, slipping away, and then it's gone. Yeah. And I blew it. I blew it. Okay, um, and, and, and I think that I'd be remiss uh, to not bring up uh, Kong. Do we have the time to debate this? Cause... Well, I'll tell you exactly what I thought. Uh, and and, and not, there was an incident. I did not get to see the end of the movie. He, he, he missed the last part, which I thought was the best There was part. an incident? What happened? Uh, there was an allergic reaction to something, and we had to leave. Right about the lo- time when he breaks out into Times Square. Oh, you missed the best. That's like the best Shh, part. I know. <laughs> However, that being said, I still rate this extremely, extremely high. And I didn't agree with most of the other reports I'd heard from people that the middle and everything was too long and, and un- uninteresting. Oh, there was well, all well, kinds I of think- things you could have cut out of that movie. Right. Well, I, well, the thing is, I think that I think that there. I mean, I know I know how Connor because me, Connor, and I saw it together, and I know that we both. I liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was very high quality, but it was lacking. There, were, I had problems with it that were different than Connor's problems. Um, my main problem was with the story. That for a three-hour movie, I felt the story was extremely thin. And not in that, you know, yes, it's based on a 30s movie, and okay, you know, the, they go to the island, they find the monkey, the, the girl, but. It lacked a depth in the character development, and like, and I guess my expectations were so high because of the the writing for the Lord of the Rings, like how they were able to con- condense those books down and actually still keep it, keep the de- you know, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, communicate the depth and the characters and the interactions. And this movie was just like, you know, the you know the guy with the big nose and the girl meet, and then they're in love, and then she's in love with the monkey, and then the, it just it just was rolling on with this momentum that I did, really didn't feel was satisfying. Connor. So. I thought a lot of the, a lot of it was extraneous and could have been cut. I thought whereas Lord of the Rings was long but didn't feel long, King Kong was long but felt really long. See, and this is where I disagree with both of those. In that, when I was watching it, I noticed something that what this movie is is probably different than what we're used to, and it 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 sort of flies in the face of the two-hour movie. Like, what rule is it that says a movie has to be two hours? Oh, there's no rule. Oh, I, don't, I don't care I, about I, that. I, no, no. Yeah. Which is fine. But here, I really like long, long epic. Yeah, long no, movies. I don't mind a long That's movie. true, but what it's, I it's felt like it was be... doing was I think it was... There's it, one exception to that, though, the English patient. But anyway, okay, It was on. languishing in its, in its quality, I think. And like, I think the whole subplot with the first mate and that stowaway kid was yes. completely useless and meaningless to the story. And, and the, the... Cut out, into- cut out. The entire bug scene that was cut out of the original 30s movie that he put back in probably should have stayed cut out. That, that was, was one also... of the creepiest things I've ever seen in my life. My, my problem with that is, is that this, this little stowaway first mate kid is now holding a machine gun and shooting at four feet distance from the guy with the big nose and never clips him once. But think about this, okay? <laughs> no, there's no way you're going to justify that one. I am. I, no, I, you I, cannot. I'm you exactly. can't. What this is, more than anything, I think, is it's a movie. And in that, right, sure. everything that you're looking at is supposed to have, and I think that this movie more than others is is more about visceral than literal meaning. And I think that one of the things is when you watch that scene, that is singularly one of the creepiest things I've ever watched yeah, in my life. I wasn't creeped out at all by that. I ha- well, I have a real big bug problem. 
Well, that could be it. And and when I that's like I literally was having a hard time looking at the screen. And I know that Peter Jackson also has like a bug thing. He doesn't like them, and I think that that's maybe that's why that spoke to me a little more. But I think that what what I think the overall frame of there's two things I think about the movie. One is the overall frame of the movie. And I've heard this debated, like some people thought the movie was racist and that Kong uh, represented black people and the natives did too and it were against the white people. But it wasn't. I think it was about man versus nature. And I've I only heard was, that debated about the original, not the, not the new one. I've, it's the same sort of story. Either way, though, I think the overall thing is the wild, untamable sort of push of nature. And, and when what, we, what happens to us when we try to use it. And, which I actually think well, is similar Well, yeah, well, that's, to, that's a... That's similar to Lord of the Rings. And I think that one of the things is like nature exists in all sorts of ways. It's this huge beast animal thing and it's also these these creepy crawly things that get all over you and everything. And and I think one of the things about this movie was that it, it just it had to be big in all of these different ways and even in one of the ways was it like it shows you all of these things that make you feel a certain way on the island. Now if that doesn't affect you, it doesn't affect you. I can't do anything about well, one it. One of the things that made me feel was bored. Well, I, see, I didn't, I didn't feel that at all. And one of the other things that, that I noticed that made that okay, and this is my second point about the movie, is that I, there's something Peter Jackson does that nobody else does, and is that every inch of that screen is being used and it's doing something. Yeah, and, see, and I, I, it's yeah. so deliciously tactile. I mean, like, the surfaces of the walls are a certain way, and the trees are a certain way, and the bug's shell is a certain way. And even down to the actors that he casts, the faces that he chooses, well, even let's, the faces let's not, are incredibly interesting to look at. Well, let's not give Peter Jackson all the credit for that. You're forgetting one Richard Taylor. Oh, I am forgetting Richard Taylor. <laughs> well, who, I'm, I'm who not, I think... but I think, that, I think that it can be said very well that, that Peter Jackson is the driving force behind that. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. And I think I think that's one of the strong points of the movie, and why I consider it a very good movie. But it just I think that they 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 didn't they underdelivered in terms of the story. I also all. think uh, Kong, King Kong, the character aside, the special effects were subpar. That's See, I didn't find that surprisingly to be the case. bad. I saw a Which couple is, of places where it looked like bad green screen, but for the most part, I, I didn't really let it affect me. I didn't notice it. The thing is, is that a lot of the the Lord of the Rings had it a couple of times, and and I don't know, and and I've read, you know, like the, you know the the uh, entertainment magazines are saying this is setting a new standard for digital I didn't you know, see that special at all. effects and blah, blah blah blah. But the thing is, is that every now and then I see the rubbery video game guy, and it just bothers me. Well, the other thing to think about is, and this is this is perhaps, and I didn't notice that as much. And I was like everybody mentioned it to me, so I was sort of looking for it. But I guess I was lost enough, and I wasn't really paying attention to that. But I know what you're talking about. But you think about the time that it takes to do a movie like this. Right. He must have come off Lord of the Rings running. Well, that was the, that was the observation, Connor, that you made, right? Or was it somebody else I was talking to who who thought that he rushed into this movie? I think that's like, part of the general discussion. Yeah, a year, yeah, I mean, year he, and a half that, that movie's out. I mean, that's amazing. That's an accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's amazing. But imagine if he had taken some time off and they took their time and they hit like hit like the upcoming summer. Yeah. If they'd spent a little more time on it, would it have been a little more refined? Would it have been a little, you know, like you know, who well, knows? I didn't even see the end, and I, I did absolutely love it. Well, I, loved, I, I did. I they were, every, I mean, I'm, and I'm coming off as hating it, which I didn't, but. Uh, I thought there were some really great things about it. I thought that the, the King Kong V-Rex, I think they called it, fight scene was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought the whole part you've missed was probably the best part of the movie. I know. I'm gonna, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not incredibly looking forward to going back and seeing another three hours worth of it right away. Right. But I don't know what I'm going to do about that. But I haven't seen the end of it. But best, What I you should do is you should, go, you should go see another movie, but get there and just pop in at the end. Yeah. 
Yeah, you should do that. Do it, do it junior high style. But yeah. that, I thought, I mean, it was a good movie. I just didn't love it as much. And I think it had to do with a lot of the hype. The pre-show, the pre-movie hype really can hurt a movie. See, I tend to yeah. agree with, I think, a lot of the critics on that kind of thing. That I, I really like, I did, I loved it to death. I mean, In fact, I, was, I, I thought, that I, I read a really amusing thing in the paper today. It was or one of the critics in my local paper who was one of the people hyping it up as definitely, you know, the best movie of the year, possibly the best movie of all time. It's going to break the Titanic's record. Well, that's today, ridiculous. Today he had to write an article about why uh, he was wrong. Why? Why it's not even <laughs> come close to breaking the record? Why? And why everyone? Why everybody's wrong for not loving the movie and seeing it, seeing it, you know, again and again and again, yeah. backpedaling. That was funny. I've got one well, more, which is one my more, my, right? my my my. Is there any other movies we need to cover? Well, there's one that we had that we oddly haven't talked Revenge about. Of the Sith. What is it? Yeah, Connor just said it. Revenge oh. of the Sith. That makes my top five for the year. Also, really? Yeah. Yeah. It, we don't think we really need to talk about it that much, but it just note that it was out and it rocked and all that stuff. So anyway, my sleeper hit. My, my it's not my sleeper, but uh, the one I didn't expect to be any good at all, but I love. I actually saw it a second time. It walked a line. Oh, uh, see, I, I I tried to send the movie three times, and all three times it was sold out. Yeah, and I'm 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 firmly against biopics now after getting burned by Beyond the Sea. Well, oh, a, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! What? That's your own fault for going to see Beyond the Sea. Well, no. Well, the problem is the problem is, is that when when you've got these mu- musician biopics with these artists, and the thing is, like, I absolutely understand that you know, Walk the Line is supposed to be very, very good. And Did you see Ray? Joaquin... No, Ray, I didn't I like it. I didn't like uh, it. No, Ray was very anyway, but but I have a pro- hard time because you have this like Johnny Cash, you know, is Johnny Cash and Man in Black and all this kind of stuff, and Bobby Darren to me was you know a huge you know type thing, and I and I got all excited for Beyond the Sea, and I missed it in the theater, and I finally got it on DVD. And the movie wasn't about Bobby Darren. It was about Kevin Spacey playing Bobby Darren. Well, didn't you know and this from reading anything at all? I knew that. Anything you would have yeah. read about it would have told you that. I could have told. No, you that. I did. I, I did. I did. But you hope because it's like it's like it's one of these things where it's something that you get that you is true to your heart and you get very excited for. And I don't want to be disappointed by Walk the Line, so I'm just avoiding. Now, okay, it. now listen so. to me. I'm gonna get you over this right now. Okay. Okay. A, I hate biopics. They're always terrible. There's only a few instances where they're really good, and it's usually because they go somewhere else with them they don't have to. I didn't like Ray. I didn't like Kinsey. I didn't like – I don't like biopics. Right. They're bad. Usually there's a good performance in them, and that's it. But it's too hard to put somebody's sto- life into a story. And they right. always try to explain it in some really trite way. Well, his brother died, so that's why he did drugs, which oddly enough is the same thing in Walk the Line. But they only delve into that a couple of times. The other thing going into this is – okay, it should be known I'm a big Johnny Cash fan. I love Johnny Cash, and we all you know, are, all three of us. Yes, yeah, I don't, I, yeah. Uh, and because of that, I certainly in no way wanted to see a movie made. I mean, I just as soon as, and then I hate Joaquin Phoenix, and I hate Reese Witherspoon <laughs> with a passion. <laughs> then further, they're gonna be singing in the movie, <laughs> and let me, and I tell you, I can tell you absolutely sure that you completely get over it. And until the moment at the end of the movie. That they roll, they roll the credits, and then they play the actual Johnny and June singing. Yep. All of a sudden, you go, "Oh shit! It wasn't him," because he does such a good job. He doesn't make you. Th- he doesn't. He doesn't really try to imitate Johnny Cash. I don't think. But he he takes you to the place where where he has to be, and and it, what happens is in the beginning he's not very good, and as he goes on, at one point, sort of in the middle of the movie, he comes out and he says. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash, and I literally get shivers both yep. times I saw it because he did it so well because he captured that essence of it. 
I remember seeing that in the trailer and thinking, wow, this could be good, but then I just I swear to it. God, go see it. It's excellent. Yeah. It really is. Well, um, and they, they I, also I just... shoot it in such a way, uh, there's a lot of close-ups on faces. It's it's not shot in a wide format. Like it's There's not a lot of wide shots. There's there's all sorts of focus on face, and it just it makes it very personal. It's very good. There's a really excellent performance by some of the side people. The guy who plays Elvis, uh, I think will remind you very much of a friend of yours. Uh, and uh, the guy who plays Jerry Lee Lewis is also excellent. I love Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, it's that's that's, that's a, a biopic. Bio that's great. That's okay, a great biopic. Great balls of fire. Great yeah. movie. Uh, uh, go, go see it. Um, I just as you were talking about this, I was just reminded of another movie that I know um, Connor didn't like, but I really enjoyed, which was uh, Shop Girl. Oh, I didn't. Um, I didn't say it was bad. I said it was really weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was weird, but I mean, but I read the book, and it was one of those things where you know I was I was you know. Hesitant to go to the movie because I don't want to ruin the the you know what I thought from the book, but it, that actually, despite not delivering in one specific area that I was um, <laughs> expecting, um, it was good. It was it was very good. So That's weird. let's move on. Okay, so um, let's talk about TV. And that's all for part one. Tune in soon for part two of the Pick of the Year roundup. <laughs> 